0: we want everyone to have an opportunity to have a fair process and if you make a statement if you take disciplinary action if you take uh, action with somebody before the investigation has been been complete or that the there has not even been a statement given i i would say that that's premature
1: Hi, everybody. I'm Fran Spielman, and with us is the Fraternal Order of Police President Kevin Graham on a week that is dominated by police news. Thank you for joining us, Kevin. Thank you for having me. Well, what a week it has been.
0: It's been a busy week. Yeah. Uh, I I think I just told you uh, I I came from a parole hearing at 26th Street uh, where um, uh, the murderer of a police officer is trying to get out. We're doing our best to keep him in, and... um, I I think we have been very busy and a lot of fronts all week long.
1: Okay, well, the biggest story has been the firing of Eddie Johnson. What was your reaction to that? Was it the right thing that the mayor did?
0: Well, I was surprised. Certainly, that's her decision. I I don't expect her to criticize the decisions I make. Uh, But I will say this. Here's a man who is going to retire at the end of the month, and you decided that it had to be uh, now, So I, I, I imagine she had some justifiable reasons for doing that. It, I, I'm, I'm a little bit of a loss because I don't know all of her reasons for his dismissal. Uh, certainly he came out with a statement saying that he did not uh, intentionally mislead anyone. So I have not talked to uh, former Superintendent Johnson uh, since he made that statement. I am supposed to talk to him uh, later today, but I haven't had a chance to give him a call yet. Um, I cannot say why uh, the mayor decided that it was time to dismiss him uh, a few weeks early from his position.
1: Well, it was clearly a statement that she was trying to make. She is accusing him of intentionally lying to her and lying to the public about the circumstances surrounding that drinking and driving incident in mid-October. She to- he, he told her that he had a couple of drinks at dinner with friends. and in, in fact, that was not the case. He's out with a woman on his bodyguard detail, uh, sources have told us, who was not his wife, drinking for three hours at a watering hole known for huge drinks, and then tries to drive home, drops her off at police headquarters, etc. I mean, doesn't that to you justify getting rid of him early and sending a message to the troops that supervisors have to be held accountable?
0: Well, uh, certainly I want everyone be, to be held accountable. Um, I think one of the messages that has been clear that I have said from the minute I took over as FOP president, I have attended every single, I should say every single, but almost every single um, class that has come through the police academy. And I have reminded them that telling the truth is important. I've also reminded them if there are mistakes made because everybody makes mistakes, let us know we can address them and we will. Uh, So uh, keeping that in mind, what the outrageous conduct um, for dismissal is, is still unclear to me because what we have always said is that an investigation has to be complete. We want to know everyone's statement. I don't know that Superintendent Johnson, other than his statement when this occurred and at his retirement uh, announcement, has made a statement directly involving this incident. He may have.
1: He but, hasn't, okay. he has not been interviewed right. yet. They tried to schedule it twice. They haven't been able to yet. So do you think she was premature in pulling the trigger on this because he hasn't had a chance to
0: respond? Well, it's what we. I have always said is that we want a chance to have the entire investigation play out. And it, it's no different than looking at a video, a snippet of a video, it does not tell the whole story. It doesn't. It it doesn't have a narrative attached to it, and that's what we want to make sure gets out there: is that it, it's not about. Eddie Johnson, it is about any police officer getting d- fair and due process. And and that is what I've been asking for. And until you have that, you are not going to have change in this uh, city. You are There is going to be a division as to whether people are skeptical or not about the police, because you're not treating the police fairly. You know, we've been without a contract for two and a half years.
1: Okay, let's stay with Eddie Johnson sure. for a second. Was he treated fairly in this instance because he wasn't given the opportunity and she did do this and, and, and shame him publicly. I mean, really diminish his future earning ability, really uh, by firing him instantly when he hasn't had a chance to respond.
0: It, it, and it's just really what I said. Maybe I need to make that clear. We want everyone to have an opportunity to have a fair process. And if you make a statement, if you take disciplinary action, if you take uh, action with somebody before the investigation has been, com- been complete, or that the there has not even been a statement given, I, I would say that that's premature.
1: Okay. And what about, as we have outlined them, do those facts to you justify getting rid of him early?
0: Well, you know, I, obviously, I'm, I'm at a disadvantage because I don't know what the mayor knows and what she doesn't know. Um, certainly, she is. Uh,
1: We've she, laid out the circumstances right. as we know them. That it was a night full of drinking with this woman, and and,
0: and what was he drinking? Uh, probably. Well, <laughs> well what do I they mean, serve
1: like, at Cirrus Cafe? Uh, not well, anything.
0: Wait a minute, I, I spend, uh, uh, just so you know, so everybody knows, I don't drink alcohol at all. I you've, had, you've
1: uh, had soda pop at uh, uh, this place
0: i have no i have i when i go out when i go out uh whether it's with my wife whether it's with friends whether it's at business it's water soda pop usually it's club soda right. uh, I, I
1: but apparently that's not what he was drinking i, I, I his, don't know I, and,
0: and that's And that's exactly my point is, yes, he may have been having drinks, but what exactly was he drinking? I mean, those are just one of small facts that need to come out. And so, and look, the mayor may know that. I, I don't.
1: But you think that it's premature to do this without his statement and without?
0: Sure. Yeah. And, and look, maybe he was drinking alcohol. I don't know. But certainly I I don't like to come out and make statements unless I have some facts to back those up. Now, as I've said, the mayor may know those, but she hasn't shared those with me. Uh, I have not gotten a copy of the preliminary investigation from the inspector general. Uh, We know from the past that the inspector general um, sways things the way he likes to see them. And we have had very different. We have great differences with the Inspector General and with COPA. So, having said that, what I w- what it would caution people in the in the future is that you have to wait until the entire investigation is been complete, so that we have a chance to analyze what exactly occurred. Because, uh, as we saw over the over the last weekend, we saw a video uh, about an emergency takedown of someone. by by an officer, then it was widely reported in the news that this was a white police officer and a black offender, and it wasn't a white officer, okay? That was was wrong. It was a black officer. He was half black, half Asian.
1: Okay, and was he justified in this takedown, which in the video looks extreme, looks like, gee, couldn't you have done something else to subdue this guy?
0: Well, you know, from someone who has been spit on, it is important to get the person to the ground immediately. That is one of the options uh, that is available to officers to take an emergency takedown, and he was the one. And if you look at all of the video, because there's more than just that video, uh, the officer takes an enormous amount of abuse prior to that. And it isn't until um, there is uh, fluid from another person who we don't know if he may have um, communicable diseases, we don't know any of that, Um, went into his mouth and eye. We don't know uh, how that was going to finally transpire, but I can tell you this, he certainly had the right to uh, do an emergency takedown and uh, you know, I'm. I'm sure everybody will set, say, "Oh, there could have been other things," but they're not the person that's standing there.
1: So, could there have been other things? Would you have rather seen him de escalate, do something, he, something he, in the middle?
0: Uh, that, de-escalation tactics were used and when you see all the video uh, you'll see that he takes a great deal of abuse and he does use de-escalation tactics. So and I want to make sure that people understand that that um, the offender to that officer was not harmed in any way.
1: So the mayor called it disturbing and the cop has been reassigned. I mean is that wrong for her to sit in judgment immediately?
0: it, It is. It's exactly what I'm talking about is that we haven't not only has an investigation not been complete, it hasn't even been started, and he was already stripped of police powers. That's wrong. Uh, what you're doing is you're basing your ideas on what occurred based on a video, a one-dimensional video without a narrative. This officer, once again, hasn't made a statement, and already you're stripping him because it looks bad.
1: I'm sorry. And do you see That's a pattern right. of, of what she did with Johnson and what she did here? What's the pattern?
0: Well, I can't say that she is the one that had that officer stripped. Uh, I, I don't but, know.
1: But when she's tweeting away that it's disturbing, that's, that that's, that's not good. Of, that that kind of muddies the water a little bit already well, before you've even
0: what had an investigation. What, what it is saying is that we're going to rely more on public opinion than on facts, and you cannot operate like that. It is important to have an investigation, a fair and partial investigation, get to know all the facts so that things can be presented to the public. So either they can understand what occurred or they can make their uh, assessment on on the facts and not on a blurry video, one video and not all the videos.
1: How, How long was the video you saw?
0: Uh, I just saw the one on uh, that everyone else saw on television, and then uh, some of uh, our attorneys have told me uh, that there are more videos and it shows that de-escalation tactics were used and that the officer did a lot to... Um, uh, try and calm the situation down before there was a de- uh, the emergency takedown.
1: But you haven't seen the longer video; you've only not. heard that. Okay, let's go back to Johnson for a second. Sure. The ongoing investigation is about the cover up, and there's multiple officers who are who are who have been questioned and and are in trouble now, uh, possibly over covering for Johnson. How many of your members have been questioned?
0: Um. I, I can't give you an exact number because I I, I just Roughly don't know. Even. Uh, I think there's been four or five.
1: Four or five, and and what uh, what did they do that night?
0: Uh, they were called to the scene, and they were asked what occurred. Uh, I think one of the officers was asked, you know, where he was at that time. Um, and certainly, uh, they had, to the best of my knowledge, they've given honest, truthful statements uh, about what occurred. And, and
1: what what did occur? How did he? How did? He, how was he allowed to drive home in that condition when he was asleep in his running with his car running uh, for quite some time, and what? having having had that much to drink, and then. Being allowed to drive home, not being given a field sobriety test. Why did that happen?
0: I mean, first of all, I'm not here to defend Eddie Johnson in his actions, okay? Uh, He has an attorney. Uh, He can speak for himself. I'm talking about the officers Uh, who
1: handled it the way they did. And I'm getting to that. Yeah. Uh,
0: The one thing that I I will say is that you have to have probable cause to get somebody out of their car to give them a field sobriety test, simply because somebody has, has, and as he I apparently has stated that um, he pulled over to the side of the road to take a nap. Now, I don't know if that's what in fact occurred. With the engine running? Well, uh, first of all, uh, that that happens a great deal. I I mean, I can tell you this uh, from somebody who drove uh, back and forth to Springfield. When I'm tired, I, 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 I I pull off to the off the road. I don't sit there on the highway, but certainly I pulled off to the road and, and taken a small nap because, you know, I, my my head's starting to nod off and that's the proper thing to do. We tell that to people. Um, so simply because you pull over the road because you're tired, that doesn't necessarily mean you've been drinking. Now, certainly as we know all the totality of the circumstances now, and I think if those officers knew the totality of the circumstances, there may have been a sobriety test done. But certainly when somebody says, I'm fine, I I, 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 I I took, I believe he said that he had uh, either not taken or taken different medication. I, I think that was...
1: He didn't he refill his prescription that was a replacement. Okay, and... Um, yeah, Which it, turned out, of course, not to be true, but... Okay.
0: But certainly those officers don't know that at the time. Uh, yeah. They're, they're basing on... So do you on,
1: see a cover-up here? Do you see a cover-up?
0: Uh, I don't know what occurred after those officers were dismissed from the scene because we don't know that
1: and whether they faked reports or anything I, like I that. i
0: seriously doubt that anybody faked a report because i don't know that, that 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 needed to be done if somebody if you reasonably believe that somebody is pulling pulled off to the side of the road because they're tired and you accept that as as a um as a plausible a reason, you don't need to give a, uh, a sobriety test. So I don't know why anybody would need to to fake that. Now, I don't know what uh, has been stated in terms of who is covering up what. Um, as I've told you a, a few minutes ago, we have always told our members to tell, tell the truth. So I don't know how um, they would be saying that any of my members uh, would be trying to cover up anything. There's, there's, there's really nothing that I know of that occurred that night that they needed to cover up. Now, what? You see occur- nothing
1: wrong with how they responded when they went to the scene. Said, "You're okay. You're okay. Yeah, I'm okay. well, have a good night. Goodbye."
0: You know if there are lots of times and not just with police officers but with private citizens that we find people who have paul uh, i can tell you this that this weekend with a lot of people traveling over the holiday weekend people pull off the side of the road because they're tired they've been driving long distances and they're tired uh, there's nothing wrong with that uh, what seems to be the problem is that that may not have been the truth okay but that's should they Eddie have Johnson's taken his word position. for Not, it
1: though? But should they have taken his word for it? Just because he's the top cop doesn't mean that you don't
0: test someone. Well, I, I think what I think the inference here is that being the uh, the the superintendent may have had an influence in their decision. Yes, and do you believe that? I don't believe so. And what makes you so sure of it? Well, I, I've, I've been a police officer for thirty five years, and. Uh, my feeling has always been that you give people the benefit of the doubt unless you uh, unless you see it otherwise. And I would like to know what it is that somebody is saying they could have done differently. When they arrived on the scene, they saw it was a the superintendent, they called for a supervisor. That is our protocol. They did exactly what they were told to do. And it is my understanding uh, that uh, the sergeant was handling it from that point forward. And did he handle it right? You know what? I have not talked to that sergeant and I do not know. You'd have to ask the sergeant's association as to what occurred. Uh, Okay.
1: Well, the case seems to be being made for an outsider as superintendent. If the place is so thoroughly... Gee, incestuous I, I, as she says you know the message has got to go forth that the culture has to change and that to me you know seems I, to lay the ground i don't work. accept that
0: at all I, I don't accept that that at all i, I uh, nobody has told me that there's any cover Uh so i'm not sure where they get that from i think uh that they're trying to make a case to bring somebody in from outside whether that is legitimate that that is being put forward that uh, or not that there was any cover-up, but I, I do find it interesting when it comes to the consent decree that the very people that got the police department into trouble are the same people that say, "Oh, we're going to fix it," and has continually kept the rank-and-file officers of this police department and the FOP out of any negotiations, kept us out of court, kept us out of any of the decision-making process, kept us away from the. Um, Attorney General of the state uh, in trying to come up with anything that's reasonable. Uh, so now we have a vacancy at the very top of the police department, and it would seem that they are trying to make a case. And I don't know that they could substantiate it that there should be an outside police officer coming in. Uh, you know, I, would that I, I,
1: be a disaster. We've seen we've seen the Gary McCarthy. We've seen Jody Weiss. We've seen. What happens It hasn't worked they, out real well. It, because it we have this unique brand of politics. They don't know no. the lay of the land. What's the reason why it doesn't work because out?
0: Because they, they don't understand the contract. They come in, uh, and, and I would guess that both of those people that you've named came in thinking that there needed to be change, and they are changing the wrong things. Uh, I have told people from the very beginning, that you need to include us in on things. And certainly when it comes to the consent decree, what did they do? They did the exact opposite and excluded us. So when you are going to exclude 12,000 members of the police department because you know more than they know, you've got a problem.
1: Well, now we have another outsider. We have Charlie Beck from Los Angeles, the former Los Angeles police chief, who will be here until the new superintendent is seated. And that could be months, probably will be. And he's going to make changes. He's already doing it. What do you expect from him? Um, You've met with him? I have. I've met with him twice. What did he say?
0: He said that uh, he is going to run the police department and that uh, he's not going to be here long enough to do some of the major things that he feels needs to be done. He did not elaborate on what those things were. Um, But that he wasn't coming in to... um, to fire people, he was coming in to try and get, uh, as he put it, um, get the department running in the right direction.
1: And what did he say he was going to do? Because we've already seen a lot of resignations and some changes too. Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, we have. Uh, he did not elaborate on on what those, those items were going to be. Um, we had expressed our concern that the discipline uh, is often uh, not fair and that, um, and I know what we're talking with this is exactly what we're talking about, that um, the same situation that would apply to a supervisor does not apply to patrol officers, that they get a slap on the wrist if you're a supervisor, and that um, patrolmen often get much harsher punishment.
1: Right. And so that's the thing that Lori Life had said she wanted to change by getting rid of the superintendent and saying this lying will not be tolerated. Okay. Isn't that a good message?
0: To fire somebody before an investigation has been complete—that's no. Um, to set a higher standard in the police department, uh, you know, we we can all we can all understand that. Um, we ha- and I've said in my in my statement uh, earlier this week, uh, we understand the mayor's desire to have a fair and transparent police department. But what we want is we want a fair and transparent uh, COPA police board, and inspector general. And we haven't gotten that yet. So, you know, you, you have the ability to fix the things right now that we're complaining about. Don't start looking at us that we need to start changing. That's not how it, it should be started.
1: How many resignations do you know about and other changes that have been made by Charlie Beck?
0: Uh, I only know of two.
1: And that's the 25th District Commander who, who was accused of having officers babysit or pick up his child who had special needs. Was that the right thing to do
0: to punish him? Um, <laughs> I, I, I'm going to be careful because uh, certainly I don't want to be in the middle of the litigation on this, uh, but certainly we have heard from members uh, of in the FOP um, that they were unsatisfied with uh, some of the problems in the twenty-fifth district. Like what? I, I, I it, 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 started and ended in the commander's office, and I'm just going to leave it at that. Uh, so not, you
1: have no problem with that change? Nope. And what's the other change?
0: Uh, the other about? was uh, I was told, although O'Hare. I have not talked to him, no, uh, that uh, I was told, and I have I have not talked to uh, Chief Lewin. Uh, but I understand Chief Lewin is tendered his resignation. Uh-huh. And, he's the and,
1: technology guy, and I, technology I, I, I
0: will tell you this: uh, he is he is a, a, a very intelligent individual. Yeah. Um, I, I think we have lost somebody who would really have helped this police department had he stayed. And I and I I would say that we should have we should have found a way to keep him. But uh, I, I'm sure he's found a. It won't be long for him to find another job. He's he's a very smart individual.
1: Do you expect other Johnson loyalists to go running out the door and put their papers in?
0: Um, I I did hear that uh, Commander Betts had put in his papers, and I I had forgotten. Guy at O'Hare. No, that would be O'Brien. Yeah, Uh, but I think that was planned. Okay. Uh, So, and I I had heard about that long before Superintendent was. uh, had announced his uh, re- uh, his his retirement. So.
1: Now, the last time you were on this show, you talked about pulling your punches so that you could meet with Mayor Lightfoot and try to negotiate with her. You were hoping to make progress on funding solutions to pay for more hiring of officers, right. to get the contract that you have waited almost three years for. What happened?
0: Uh, we have gotten nowhere. Nowhere. You met. You we broke haven't. the ice
1: sure. and then. And, and what? You know what?
0: And we had a very pleasant conversation. And then what? Um, the city attorneys have uh, come to the table and it has been the exact same thing that they are unwilling to negotiate on any single item, including language.
1: And they put in the budget one point eight percent pay raise, only enough money for that. The teachers got 16% over five years, and there was tremendous attention devoted to that. They went on strike, they can, you can't. But so what happened here? I mean, and will you demand what the teachers got?
0: We'll demand more than what the teachers got. Um,
1: What are you demanding?
0: We're demanding 18%.
1: 18% over five years?
0: Well, we've asked for a three-year contract.
1: 18% over three years. How do you justify that? That's. What? I mean, everybody would kill for that.
0: That's right. And, <laughs> and you know what? The uh, well, I wouldn't say they'd kill for it. Um, I think one of the major differences between us and other unions is that uh, in this in this period where um, uh, where we've been without a contract, uh, we buried three of our members in the line of duty. That's um, that's considerably different than other unions. Uh, as I told you, I just came from a parole hearing where I had to look into the face of the son of a murdered police officer who talked about his father growing up without his father. Um, This is a devastation to the families. Um, When I meet with these families, uh, it is extremely hard. I I will tell you this, one of the hardest days I've had, and I've been a police officer for more than 35 years, one of the hardest days I've had was to return the wedding ring to Officer Amanda's wife. And uh, to see the look on her face was devastating.
1: Well, and and of course, everyone sympathizes with that, but how can a city that has a billion-dollar pension cliff out there afford 18% over three years?
0: Well, why don't they come to the table and negotiate? I mean, uh, you know, the reality of that is they've offered us uh, 10% over five years, but they offer the teachers 16. That's an insult to you, right? Well, it's certainly not what our members uh, are expecting, on top of which um, they have made significant changes without consulting us. Um, they are con- they are continuously changing the contract, which they're not supposed to do. Um, they are ignoring the members' rights. Uh, they have changed the start times, which is part of our um, hours and working conditions. Um, I was there that negotiated those start times. I negotiated the day off groups, and they are completely ignoring it. They are violating our contract right now. So I don't think asking for what we are asking for is outrageous. I think what is should be outrageous and what should be outrageous to the people of Chicago is why is the mayor allowing them to violate our contract and to violate the rights of police officers when she wants to have honesty and transparency. I don't I don't think that's fair at all.
1: The violations are the changing of the start times or what else?
0: They are also eliminating 3 day off groups. We currently have 6, they want to bring it down to 3. Um, and, uh, we negotiated six. I was there and anybody that says that we didn't negotiate is lying.
1: So why don't you just go to arbitration? If there is zero progress, Mm -hmm. why not just pull the plug and say, forget it. We're going to arbitration.
0: Board of directors approved arbitration yesterday.
1: Okay. So you're going to arbitration. You're pulling the plug. You're tired
0: of waiting. That, we're, that where are we gonna go? Yeah, I can only sit there and negotiate so long uh, where uh, it's just an insult to the members, to the hardworking men and women of the Chicago Police Department who haven't had a raise in three years. And uh, you know, certainly I'd be willing to sit down and negotiate if they'd actually negotiate.
1: Is it a risk to go to arbitration? Or do you think the precedent that was set with the teachers is in your favor?
0: I think that we can justify everything we have stated, including the fact that they they are putting body cameras on everyone without an agreement with us, and that other towns are paying an extra 2% to officers uh, for uh, those people who are wearing body cameras.
1: Really? Why yep. should that be a bounty?
0: Right. Well, uh, how about if we hang a camera on, on, on every one of the aldermen, on, on news reporters, so that we can see every single question that they've done. We can follow them, and this is what's being done. We can follow uh, people into the bathroom. Do you think that's right? I don't. I don't think that's right. They have a camera on people 24 hours a day, I think that's a violation of their personal privacies. And uh, and we've told them that they should be turning those cameras off at lunchtime because they're not being paid. Cities refused. So uh, there is a lot of um, a lot of distrust between the city and the members of the FOP. And uh, I don't think they have the the city, the police officers best interests at heart. I think they are concerned about themselves. So what's
1: the process now? You've 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 voted to go to arbitration
0: and now we need to find an arbitrator.
1: Okay, so that's what's gonna happen now. Are you worried about the changes that she wants on discipline being ordered by an arbitrator, given this climate that we're in?
0: Uh, what they are doing is ridiculous in terms of, um, in terms of discipline. Uh, they want to be able to say that they're going to decide uh, whatever anybody wants. Uh, for for discipline uh, and in most cases it's a matter from a reprimand to 30-day suspension for what um, yeah you know, the, the problem with the, the discipline matrix is it's too broad um, we have used a system that we are that we are comfortable with uh, for many years and what we are asking for is for people to um, uh, to actually make a case for what they've done wrong. And in many cases, not only have they not done anything wrong, um, they have done an improper investigation and they've gotten the facts wrong. And so we need to have a fair process. Uh, they want to just be able to suspend anybody. And, and and we've already seen this in what we talked about earlier. They want to be able to rush to judgment without getting all the facts, without getting a proper investigation so that they can appease the public that's wrong. It's unfair. It wouldn't stand up in court and it shouldn't stand. And the people of Chicago shouldn't stand for it for having their police officers treated that way.
1: Now, the mayor co-chaired the task force on police accountability. Its report demanded changes to a contract they said makes it easy for officers to lie by giving them 24 hours, providing a statement after a shooting, and has other impediments to accountability like, uh, prohibiting anonymous complaints, allowing officers to change their statements, all of that you've
0: said no to. Right. What was the first one you you mentioned?
1: The the first was uh, 24 hours.
0: Sure. The federal government gives 72 hours. So what happens is that when you're in a shooting um, you're, you're it's still a traumatic incident even for the officer who has been trained and so you need to be able to settle down to be able to get your your story straight because sometimes all you've seen is a is the barrel of a huge gun pointing at you and and so you need to have a little bit of time to calm down
1: the consent decree have they started the business of pointing a gun and documenting every time an officer points a gun has that uh, happened yet
0: they have st- started it Um, they've got a number of problems it's not going very well um, because we have uh, we have determined because they said that this is a seizure. It is not a seizure. Um, we were able to show them uh, through court documents uh, what a seizure is, and so now they are, uh, we, we are still talking about what is, is going on. However, they are reporting things.
1: So are, the, are officers required to report every time they point their guns? No. yet They are not. They are not yet doing that.
0: You, you, <laughs> This is a complicated question you said to point their guns um, they are required to point they are required to document um, reporting at individuals where when a seizure is taking place
1: when a seizure of
0: an individual
1: individual but not Every time well, they point a gun, we, we
0: are still going back and forth about that. Okay, so, so it, it's
1: not gone into effect. It yet.
0: has gone into effect, and of course, we are we are still arguing over this, and we are still um, having discussions over it.
1: And before we go, you do have an election coming up for your election. Yes. Do you expect a challenger? And what about those who will say, "Where is the contract that he promised?"
0: You know what? Those are all those are all fair. Uh, that's a that's a fair question. Um, certainly, I've had. Um, a change in mayors in the middle of this. Uh, I, I've been led to believe by both mayors that we would get a contract done. Uh, and certainly I have run out of patience, which is why uh, my suggestion to the board yesterday was to go to arbitration. Uh, and, uh, and and we are. So uh, what
1: will you say to the rank and file? He didn't deliver that contract that he said he was you know going to deliver.
0: Um, that, that is a fair question. I mean, and I'm not blaming, and I am not blaming anyone else. I, I, that, is, that is my responsibility as the president of this union to, to secure a contract. But uh, what
1: we, happened? Yeah, well, What will uh, you tell pardon? your members about uh, what happened? I
0: will say that we are going to arbitration and we're going to win.
1: Why didn't you pull the trigger sooner on that? Because you know, Wasn't it clear to you that there wasn't going to be no progress for a while now?
0: I, I was reassured that there would be progress. And certainly um, we have also watched the sar- supervisors. And we have been communicating well with the supervisors, with the sergeants, lieutenants, and captains as to where they are going with their contract. And so we certainly wanted some indications. They have a
1: contract with her. No, they don't. They, well, she had a contract with the sergeants, lieutenants, and captains, no? No. So she negotiated They just
0: finished mediation, and they have, they are starting their arbitration.
1: Okay. So, do you think she's stalling? Do you think she doesn't want a contract with the police? Do you think? What, what is it that's going on? You'd is it that just her, the contention you, you, between them? I mean, she called
0: you'd have to ask one of
1: your vice presidents this FOP clown on a hot mic. So w- what's the attitude? Why is there no contract, in your opinion? Uh,
0: I, I In my opinion, uh, I don't think they want to... I don't think they're serious. I think they know that we are standing on very solid legal ground, that the things they're asking for are ridiculous. Uh, their arguments have not held up. And so... I think that they feel that uh, the longer they they stall at this point, the better off they are. Uh, We certainly tried to work it out. And I think one of the things that needs to be pointed out is that arbitration is a tricky process. What you have to do is before you get to the arbitration process, you have to try and negotiate and you have. And now we have. Okay. And, and so there were a number of issues that were on the table that we had to try and negotiate before you can go to arbitration. So one of the things you have to do is you have to get the city to the table in order to negotiate those things. Okay. So that takes time, and and certainly we did. It. We are going to arbitration in less time than the supervisors. So keep that in mind.
1: Okay, Kevin Graham, thank you so much for sure. joining us, and best of luck in your election. And we'll see you all next week.
0: Thank you.